Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to another episode of Diva Behavior. I'm Molly Mulshine. And I'm Sarah Armour. We're talking fashion today. We're talking fashion. We're talking to Ben Tanaka, who is the runner of the Instagram account, The Real Bad Fashions. And his account is so funny. He basically takes screenshots of the different outfits that the Real Housewives wear. And he exposes them if it's fake. He does a lot of just really fun commentary. And it's great. I'm really glad that I am not famous yet because if there was an account for really bad fashion, I would get God. I feel like I have really bad fashion. No, you have great fashion. The last time we performed together in New York, you, or two times ago, you were wearing a dress that you had bought from a street vendor. Do you remember this? That's my favorite dress. Yeah, it looked amazing. And that's like what good style is, is literally Hmm. just being like, oh, I bought it from a street vendor and just looking great. In that case, I crush. Some people think Diva's a diva to you. Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva behavior, the podcast. We are here with Ben Tanaka, the visionary mind behind at the real bad fashions. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. What made you want to start this account? So for people who don't know your account, you kind of expose the Real Housewives and their, uh, you know, family members for for wearing fake clothes, fake fashions. What so a what, funny, made you- what a funny handle too. Like I'm, I'm in just based on the handle name. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, originally, well, backtrack since the pandemic started, my job let us uh, stop working like in January. So I was just like, well, since I'm stuck at home for God knows how long, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start like a funny little blog. And originally it was started as Housewives and Captains because I just, I just wow. noticed that these women love a captain. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, 90 degrees outside or 9 degrees. Like, someone is in a captain. But then I started thinking that's kind of, like, real niche. (laughs) Like, that's too much of a niche. So I just opened it up to just bad fashions because I was, like, some of these women just look so ridiculous to me. (laughs) Like, it's, like, pilot on. So really, it just started as boredom at home. That and uh, my boyfriend really isn't into Housewives or reality TV at all. So he was completely green, did not watch an episode. So I was like, oh my God, we are binging. And he's real into fashion as well. So it was just like, it made sense. (laughs) Amazing. 
I want to say that I was actually not into the housewives at all before Molly and I started recording regularly. And so it'd be interesting to talk to your boyfriend as somebody who's actually going through this experience as a a housewife binger, instead of being on the train the whole time. I mean, it's like being sucked into an alternate universe. I mean, it's like a whole different culture. Yeah. And it was the best pandemic entertainment because you really, you can always second screen it. You can always shut your brain off and it's just the most base level, stupid (laughs) social communication that you just (laughs) felt like it was your life like I noticed on the last two episodes of Real Housewives of New Jersey and tell me if do you watch Jersey Ben oh of course I watched oh good 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 so the last two episodes there have been multiple scenes where the first two minutes is just everyone walking in and saying hi to everyone and they leave out the whole they leave in the whole thing every single hi double cheek kiss from person to person to person and I'm like they're taking up so much time on this but it's like feeding me at the same time because it's been so long since I did that yes I completely agree and first off I love your Jersey accent that was like on the point money look at you it's like a bear it's barely like an exaggeration of my regular accent like, <laughs> Sarah does this thing the moon you all it's amazing it's like come on come uh, the- Tuesday if you're around sorry to interrupt yeah, no, you should come to the next one. It's a moon ritual. And the last one that we did, I was really tired. And when I re-listened, I was like, oh my God, my Jersey accent. I like wasn't filtering it because I was too tired to filter it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but so Ben, do you, what was like, so your account, it's not just about the fake fashion. It's about all the bad fashion. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Um, I just was think it was just funny, light-hearted shade. It's not to be taken seriously. It's just meant to be like something to make people laugh past the time because these women are just my entertainment. And like you said, like this was like the perfect pandemic, like something like escapist that you can just like watch over and over again. Yeah. So that's, that's, I like, that's my point of the whole blog, I should say. What's like the quintessential housewife fashion look to you? <laughs> like if you were, if you were, if you were playing the Sims and you were making like a real housewife, what would you, what would, what would be the different things you'd put together? Her face would not move. <laughs> she would have, her hair would be piled up high. It would be blonde, like bleached blonde Marilyn Monroe. She mm. would be covered in what we'll quote Chanel. <laughs> Chanel. She'll be covered in Chanel. She <laughs> would be wearing some sort of animal print something mm-hmm. with some goddamn poker heels. Like that is my housewife. How do you know, like this is helpful for me on a personal level, you know, like as a Canal Street shopper <laughs> for my lifetime, I have always been so insecure just thinking like, like if some of this is real, some of this is not real. How do you know, like how, how, from as a viewer, when you're looking at fashion on TV, how can you spot a fake designer item? Yeah, take us through that. Oh, I'll take you through the journey. So a little background on me. So I'm not in the industry anymore, but I was working in retail and fashion for a majority of my early career and my early 20s. So part of my job was I would go to different locations, open up stores, train people, yada, yada, but I would never know anybody. And normally in like these giant malls, there's usually like where the employees will all hang out. So I just happened to meet be making friends with like the 
lady, like the old ladies at the perfume counters at like Nordstrom mm -hmm. and the, and the old gays. Like <laughs> I, I tell everybody, if you go to like a Macy's or a Nordstrom or a Neiman Marcus, be nice to the old ladies that work there and the old gays, because they know everything and will call you out. They know where the but bodies are buried. They know everything. Yes. They know where all the body parts are. <laughs> so I would just make, be making friends with them and just in casual conversation they would mention to me like oh my god like this person brought in a fake Fendi bag and I was like how could you tell or how can you how would that register to somebody to like try to get a fake Fendi bag like returned like I, I didn't understand it that's crazy so they would actually they would actually train me like oh look at this label look at the handle it, like a lot of the things like you have to touch like for example a Birkin so on the bottom you've touched of Birkin, a Birkin I've touched one Birkin in my life oh, oh, finally someone who's made it on this podcast finally <laughs> and I was like oh my god the luxury I can never afford this take it away from me I had to touch it like I believe in Opal which is the evil eye so it, I had to touch it before it broke or something <laughs> wow you you've really lived bro I've tried I've tried but yeah, like they would tell me like, oh, look at the bottom of the Birkin, like the, the legs are going to be hammered in. So they're not going to be loosey goosey and they're not going to twist off. And a lot of the fake ones will twist or you'll see like the handles are like super long or something. And at first I really wasn't catching it. And I guess like a lot of people that follow me, like I'm not looking at those things naturally, but it's just training your eye to look for certain little aspects of bags and the design and how logos look because a lot of these fake the people that make these fake fashions they know their shit like they are studying their goal is to make this look as real as possible and for cheap as possible so they are going to look online they're going to look at the colors they're going to look at what the logo is and try to match it up as much as possible now a lot of the times they get it wrong <laughs> and that's where I come into play but a lot of the times, things that you think are legit really aren't that actually go back to these stores, which is insane to me because these stores are, let me give you a story. So in one of these uh, malls that I was working at once upon a time, there was this lady, I forgot her name already, but she was so nice. She worked as a bad girl at Neiman Marcus. And she told me that she had to fire one of her employees because the employee who had been there for like five, six years, like they were, they knew what they were doing, but they accepted a fake uh, Gucci bag back and they, and it looks so real. And when they returned it, they were like, um, when they returned it to the company, the company investigated because they're like, this looks a little off. And it was the color. Like it was just like, a candy apple red instead of fire truck red Whoa. like so little and then that's poof. crazy yeah but as someone who wears a red lip I will say that the difference between fire apple red and candy apple red is actually really different like if you if you if you if the color care if you like care about the color if it matters to you mm -hmm. that's like difference yeah if you're looking for it you can spot it the crazy thing about these fake bags is that they are still expensive like, oh yeah, yeah. There They're was this, 
Yeah, there was this big scandal in my hometown. I I grew up on the Jersey Shore and there was this big scandal where this woman who was running this boutique, she was she was bringing in fake bags and somehow there was some kind of like sting operation and they exposed her and it was like on the front page of all the local newspapers and stuff. But it was funny because she was still charging like 700 bucks per bag. It was probably fake coach or fake Michael Kors. Like it definitely wasn't like Gucci or anything, but I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. What is your like moral code when it comes to fake fashion? Well, there, I think there's a difference here. Like there's obvious fake fashion and then there is fashion that's inspired by a logo. And I would call like, for example, you're taking like an old bag and you're making like a tote out of it or you're taking like an old Chanel like padlock and you're making a necklace out of it. Like that kind of stuff, I, I wouldn't call fake. But like, it's the fake fashion that is trying to pass as real that I personally would have a problem with just because people just think like, oh, it's just a nice, pretty bag. I don't want to be spending thousands of dollars when I can just be spending 200 at the flea market or wherever. And a lot of people just don't realize that the fake bag industry and just fake fashion industry in general, is just so like intertwined with just bad people and bad juju like there's sex trafficking there's child labor and a lot of these bags the top three places they come from is china they come from india and they come from italy and a lot of these places they're not governed and people are just being taken advantage of and it's actually very sad and that is why i'm totally against that like if you want to rock a fake bag I can't stop you. Nobody can, but it's what that bag represents. That's pretty disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me that, especially in Italy, a follower had just actually sent this to me. Now that we're talking, they actually toured one of these facilities. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. And the facility is, um, a family that like, um, dyes the skins for these bags and these companies. Like I'm not, I can't say, I can't say the names, but high high enough fashion labels that you probably all know yeah but the same company that's making the skins for these people are making it for the fake people that's what I've heard before yes it's wild dude like they're they're dying these skins to look exactly like it and actually how you were saying that there was a scandal in your hometown I want to say it was fairly recent that Hermes had an internal investigation and their own employees, girl, no. were making bags and selling Whoa. them on the down low. I think two of their employees got fired for it or in jail. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like how little are the Hermes employees getting paid that they feel that they need to have this like side racket? You know what I mean? It's like- Exactly. It's yeah. because like, Hermes and especially the Birkin, since it's become such like quote unquote status symbol, they're limiting what they are making per year. They're not even releasing yeah. numbers anymore. It's so much harder to get one. And that's why you get a lot of these ladies who think they have a Birkin, but it's not really a Birkin. They're getting it online. They're going to these boutiques. They're going on eBay or AliExpress. And it's it's truly a wild scenario. The fact that anyone buys 
Yeah. Anyone buying anything designer from eBay, I'm like, God bless. You're taking your <laughs> wallet into your hands and just like throwing it into an inferno. Like you, if you can't verify it, you just shouldn't even be, be like doing it. It's weird. Yeah. hundred percent. Don't do it. If, if it feels weird to you, just don't do it. If you have to question it, go with your gut because I guarantee you, your gut is what's going to get you. Yeah. What's your feeling when we're talking like fake fashion and this might be a departure. So I apologize if it is, but when you think of fake, like when I think of fake fashion, I think of like fashion Nova, which is like ripping, like ripping design. Like Kim K was like going to sue fashion Nova because they were stealing designs and Yeezy, you know, do you consider those sites fake fashion or is that just like knockoff? Like what do you think about like when it comes to like clothing? Gotcha. Well, like as far as fashion Nova, like forever 21 H and M and stuff like that, I think that it's just so saturated and it kind of, I'm going to quote the craft, the movie. Yes. I'm going to enter big animal steal from little ones. <laughs> and just, you know what I mean? Yes. So I think, yeah, it's pretty shitty that you're doing it, but who's really stopping you? You know what I mean? And who gets and I think it's, I think it's awesome when fashion houses like take a stand for themselves and say like, no, like I worked hard for this you're not going to get away with it. And yeah, call them out. Yeah. You can't really copyright a garment too. That's the thing. Like you Mm -hmm. can copyright the logo only. So like a lot of the, as long as you're not fully passing it off as that brand, it's completely legal. But Mm -hmm. I think now with the advent of, you know, accounts like diet Prada, we're seeing things where we're actually holding people accountable when they do steal from independent designers at least. But but the worst thing is when you don't even realize you're wearing something that's a knockoff because you just bought it at like Zara. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is like fake. This is like complete knockoff of like something that was two seasons ago. And I didn't even know I was walking around like faking it. It's so embarrassing. Story of my life. Yeah. It's to the best of us. Yeah. It's like the Cerulean monologue in The Devil Wears Prada. Like we're all part of that chain. And like, unless you're buying the actual like Tom Ford original thing that was released, like the minute it comes out, you are a part of this sort of like knockoff universe. No, that, that, um, monologue haunted me forever like I remember after watching that movie just being like okay it's official I'm only wearing black like I'm not gonna be part of it. <laughs> you cannot sell to me like I was like classics only because I was like no like I'm not gonna think I'm fashionable and not be fashionable yeah it's very triggering very it's very triggering <laughs> <laughs> but I love that I love that whole scene though from the Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it, it was just—it was so—it was too real. I was like, "That is, she's telling the truth." I was right like, now. Meryl Streep scared the shit out of me in that scene. I was like, "Oh, I feel mm-hmm. sorry for you and Hathaway." Black only. I'm not not a part of it. I'm not a yeah. part of it. Did you find when you were working in like fashion adjacent? Did you find that people were similar to the people in that movie? Oh, ish ish uh i think that's more prevalent more for like a bigger city that's known for fashion like new york la as opposed to texas because god knows we're not (laughs) (laughs) you guys have your moments too though we have have a little little spot here and there little spots but yeah there are certainly people like that that live and breathe it and truly believe the hype Yeah, when I was working in like magazines and stuff, I definitely met like one or two people who were 
just fully like modeling their lives off of Devil Wears Prada. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are like, do you know that you're doing this or are you, is this like genuinely how you are? But for real. Yeah. So which Real Housewives have your favorite style? I know you did uh, a little uh, IG story of this like earlier this week and I just wanted to pick your brain about it. Which ones are your favorite? Off the top of my head, I love Dorit. I know it's a big conversation like Dorit versus Erica. I think Dorit honestly has the best style out of Beverly Hills, in my opinion, because she gives you the whole look. Yeah, she's beautiful too. Yes, she's statuesque, like rocket girl. Uh, I love Kenya from Atlanta. I think she has great style. Uh, who else? I think I like, honestly, this was, I got a lot of hate for this on my DMs, but I, I really like Leah's style from New York. Like it's a little like street. And that's what I prefer is streetwear versus like high fashion. She's and I really think that's what's going to be the change in the future. Once we're all out of this quarantine, a street fashion is going to be just so prevalent in what we're going to be seeing on the runways and stuff. Yeah, I actually interviewed her and her stylist earlier last year because awesome. I knew him from like back in the day when I lived in New York. And yeah, he's so awesome. Like if I ever got to a point where I could afford a stylist, I would 100% have him. But even before she started working with him, she had really cool style, like the little Kim dress, just and oh, like knowing yeah. that you would wear that and like at least three of the other Real Housewives would incriminate themselves with stupid comments about it. It's just like a masterstroke because you knew that they were going to say, like, what did Ramona was like, oh, is that Beyonce or something? And it was like, clearly not. Like, oh my God, that was just like a genius moment. Yeah, I like her style a lot. Do you notice that anybody, like, are there any people that stick out in your mind when you're thinking about like fake fashion, fake bags? Like who are the fakest? What housewives are... Yeah, who's the worst defenders? We're gonna go. uh, We're gonna say alleged here, so I don't get sued by these ladies. Yes, I'm watching that. Yes, doesn't help me. I'm poor, (laughs) but uh, broke, not poor. Broke, not poor. Broke, broke. There we go. Thank you, thank you, sister. But uh, honestly, Teresa from Jersey, love that. Pretty bad. No, like it's kind of like a joke now. that I am catching her with these alleged bad fashions or fake fashions. Even Gina uh, caught with a fake uh, Chanel this week, which like there, but for the grace of God, go I, because I was once a lowly Rutgers student carrying around a fake Louis Vuitton. So like I was in Gia's position, but I was so surprised by that because it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising because they don't have like any money. It's that's the crazy thing about fashion and fake fashion is it just kind of shows you the truth about people's like finances. For real. And I thought actually speaking of Gia, like I thought that whole scene from Jersey where Teresa's packing and she's like, Oh, look at the Balenciaga. Look at the Gucci. Look at this. And they're all in like plastic bags. (laughs) And she, her, and she is like, mom, where are you getting this? Like, do you, and she's just like, do you want one? Oh my God. I didn't catch that. That is so like, oh, this is so cringe. She is (laughs) addicted to incriminating herself on television. Literally. No, that's like, yes. She actually, she seems to like welcome it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, 100% she does. And you another thing is like- After the first season paying with all the cash and then the IRS mm-hmm. was like, oh, let's look into that. And it ruined her friggin' life. It's like, stop flaunting your wealth. But I'm sorry, keep going. Oh no, you're fine. Like, speaking of that, I think I want to be part of this IRS download crew. Like if I can have another job because like they're catching all these women- like, is there like a secret department of the IRS and all you're doing is watching Bravo all day? Because sign me up, I'll help you. Wouldn't it be so <laughs> fun to find out that like Andy Cohen has like, like he has like an ex-boyfriend in the IRS and they made some deal where it's like, you know, anybody that seems like like rich but faking it, like put him on the show. We're going to do an invest. Like something where, he, yeah. you know, maybe there's a deal or something. Can you imagine? Oh my God, Bravo's getting tax breaks from the IRS. Would love to hear it. <laughs> it's funny how like there's this cottage industry now, of course, of like people who talk about the housewives and microanalyze it online. And it really seems to have led to several investigations. Like with Jen Shaw, everyone was like, this, the math is not mathing on this. Like how does a assistant basketball coach afford this house and like lo and behold she was like exploiting old people allegedly yeah that's another great example it and honestly like when the season was happening I was just so hyped because Salt Lake City it was like chef kiss perfection I loved it that I wasn't paying attention to be honest until after the whole season aired and that's where I was starting to think to myself like this isn't adding up like, how are you covered head to toe in Gucci? Yeah. And you have this chalet and you're driving this fancy car and have like 20 million assistants. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. What did no. you think about her, um, like, hauled off, hauled off to court look? <laughs> oh my God. The box braids of it all. The, I mean, what uh, a look to, to go to prison in. I mean, loved. I was like, is she already in prison? Like, how does she come up with <laughs> Like, did she know? Like, did she plan accordingly? I don't know that, but my God, she looked um, she looked ridiculous with those braids. Like, ma'am, you, you no, just don't, just don't. <laughs> what do you think about like the individual franchises? Because I mainly just watch New York and New Jersey, and I feel like the New York ladies are weirdly sometimes like the worst dressed like just because in New York it's kind of a serve to underplay your wealth in a little bit more of a do you know what I mean like they're never as flashy sometimes they're even a little rumpled like Sonia sometimes is like a mess so I don't know what are some do you have any observations about the different cities and what their sort of aesthetic rules are yeah like I think that because I watched them all I think it is like city to city how their style is like Beverly Hills. They all look like they just stepped off a runway or they s- fell into a, a sail rack at Louis Vuitton and just said, I'll take it. Um, Orange County. I, I honestly don't really, I haven't watched. Um, it was like, no one really watches that anymore. Yeah, it's very cringe. It's just been so cringe the past few seasons and it's just a dying horse and they just need to take that baby out to pasture. Mm-hmm. Um, Jersey is very Jersey. <laughs> I love that they just don't care what you think of them and they love looking ridiculous and covered in the fakery and sometimes they look like they just stepped into a costume shop and said, I that's this is the jumpsuit I want <laughs> like it's not they real all, clothes 
they all looked so good on the yacht this week though they oh all my God, looked yes. beautiful like especially yes. Dolores I just think she's so stunning but my question for you is Melissa has been wearing the uh logo tees the last couple of weeks the Gucci and the Versace are those allegedly real or are they allegedly fake in your opinion in my opinion that pink Versace looks pretty legit so a lot of people were honestly that she's one of those that they, I constantly get DMs about call out Melissa call out Jen Eden and I actually just made a post not that long ago about about Jen just because it's like a frequent thing yeah um and as far as Melissa with the Gucci shirt that that looks questionable. <laughs> that looks a little questionable to me. Um, you said all of Jen's crazy Chanel necklaces are real. Oh yeah, they are a hundred percent real. And honestly, I really like, I had a struggle with Jen when she first started. I really didn't care for her to be honest, but she's grown on me like a fungus. <laughs> like she's amazing. I love her. I love how real she is with her, her wants and her fashions I like that she mixes like something so basic like Amazon.com Prime and she's mixing it with Chanel. Yeah. I, I like that she's frugal with it and she's not trying to like overspend or overcompensate like some of her other castmates. And or, I also- Or the other cities. Yeah. I was really surprised to see that you said Ramona had what seemed like a fake bag because I thought Ramona had like serious money. She has that gigantic house in the Hamptons. Maybe she just was like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm getting this bag. You know, like she probably just, I don't know. Was Very it- that. Just be like, I would say to people, like, just because you have money doesn't mean you want to spend it. Mm. Right. And from what I'm told of Ramona, that's the case. Um, and honestly, Leah kind of planted that seed in my head when she was like talking about last season about like, who gets so excited over a Gucci bag? Like, yeah, she was calling out the other fake Gucci bag that she had. And yeah, that, that was straight up like pleather. I don't know what that was, but yeah, like I think with Ramona, it's more of a, she's just frugal and doesn't want to spend the, the money on it. Yeah. Who are your least favorite in terms of style? worst fashion oh the worst Uh, Giselle I know that's so generic to say because I feel like a lot of people call her out but Giselle is like queen of just gross like she's so pretty I really don't understand I want to help her she's blocked me though so I can't (laughs) that's also like strike two you've made it I know I'm like Thanks. Thank you for noticing me. Sometimes Um, I live for like a pretty person with terrible style though. Like, did you ever really look at like what Gigi Hadid wears? Because she is stunningly gorgeous, but low key, her style is completely off the rails. Like now you're going to notice it next time you see her and you're going to be like, oh my God, she's been coasting on just being like stunning and wearing the weirdest stuff. And that I think it's so funny you bring her up because she's a perfect example of when you can tell when somebody's with a stylist and when they're styling themselves. Because when yes. she's with a stylist, I'm like, yes, ma'am. But when she's just going to Kroger's, I'm like, oh, struggle bus. <laughs> a little struggle bus. Yeah. Who are some of your other least faves? Uh, Kyle from Beverly Hills. Calf t- talk about caftans yeah, yeah. Cap- oh, yes, she- he's, yeah. 
her and LVP were queen capped hands. But yeah, I think Kyle is, yeah, I think she's like the least favorite. I really don't think she could pull like a whole look. She has nice pieces. I'll give her some, I'll give her that. Like she has nice things. It's just, she doesn't know how to put them all together. Yeah. Um, And that goes with Mary from Salt Lake City. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That is just chaos. I chaos (laughs) i love mary's style i love everything about it i love her extremely tiny little bird like stressed out body she's always just like (laughs) like she just has the vibe of like a hummingbird and when she's got like that didn't she wear like this green tulle chanel dress in like one of the first episodes like oh the valentino dress oh my god with with the mary jane platforms and the white medias (laughs) nut job nut job i just love anyone who's going nuts you know who else I really loved Carol Radziwill I loved her style did you like it I did like Carol she took a risk she took a risk sometimes it didn't pay off like that tattoo bodysuit like right right right. burn it (laughs) but I did like Carol's style I thought it was just very laid back very her yeah do you know who I think low Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I was just going to say, I think like in the case of Mary, one of the things, because they show her closet and they show what a hoarder she is, I think we have to have some forgiveness for her because I don't think she's putting pieces together as much as she's just like picking a corner and being like, because there's no way that she has that all cataloged. Like she's she's right. a hoarder. She doesn't know where Oh, absolutely not. That is not whatever's off in that room. Someone said like, I forget where I saw this. Maybe it was on the Real Housewives subreddit, which I frequent a lot. It, or maybe it was on Twitter, but somebody was like, those clothes and the shoes, those are the only true love that Mary has in this world. Like oh she has, this, and doesn't that put it really into perspective? Because she wears these crazy outfits and she seems so proud of them. Like she doesn't even ask if anyone likes it. She just walks in the room, like swanning in like, oh yeah, I'm here in my crazy, like light up beret. And yeah. like, I know that it's impressive. Like she, cause she had this traumatic life where she had to like marry her step grandfather. And it's like, she has to like kind of extort money from her parish. And like, this is the fruits of that labor where she's like, okay, this is my happy place is my crazy hoarder closet. Yeah. A closet room. A prison I don't know what that was yeah <laughs> I mean because she, that's the only times we got to see her like halfway through the season like she was like permanently in that closet with her cousin housekeeper right? and she's like I don't know her name right she's yeah like, that was the funniest she was yeah she was like this person and but it was like I'm related to her but like we didn't grow up together it was like what like what yeah and she's so tiny she just looks like a she looks like Eloise in the plaza like in her house she's just like so small sitting on like a giant chair like swinging her legs oh my god what a character I love her though but yes fashion fashion chaos and it's just piled piled on more is more yes you know who has low-key really pretty bad taste is Bethany Oh, I completely agree with you. Controversial. Right? She dresses Mm -hmm. like she is going to Atlantic City 24-7. Like, she's (laughs) always just got, like, really questionable sequins. And she's richer than God. And, like, it just doesn't, like, it's, like, really perfectly tailored, well-fitting Atlantic City carpet. You know what I mean? Like, it's really interesting to me. You just can't take the Florida out of the girl, I guess. Yes, you can. 
but yeah like her jeans like no offense but like the skinny girl jean thing and, um. I, know. <laughs> well, I have to say we were talking about this last episode i had not heard of skinny girl cold cuts but and, oh, and my cuts. initial reaction was that's genius and then i was like oh no it's not genius but you know what i want to just say now i know that she's not 100 jewish but as a Jewish woman, when I'm drinking and thinking about drinking and planning my nights of drinking, I am jumping right to the deli counter in my mind <laughs> after. So I want to take it back. I want to say I stand by my original reaction, which is, you know, maybe for many reasons it didn't work, but I get going from margaritas to cold cuts to denim. I, that, to me, that actually tracks and makes perfect sense, but maybe it is the Jewish part of me that's like yes cold cuts after you drink but I don't you know I actually want to say I like that choice it does make sense now that you've explained it that way I totally I know I never thought of that way (laughs) yeah yeah it's also just funny because I'm like how do you make cold cuts skinny like it's a cold cut a cold cut is a cold cut is it just like sliced thinner how do you decrease the calories I'm thinking maybe it's a salt thing like the sodium the sodium thing you're not going to retain as much water after drinking this turkey roll-up yeah, yeah. I yeah. think her whole brand, though, that that whole name is kind of problematic. Like skinny girl jeans, like it's problematic, right? Like, like, yeah, maybe it was fine a couple of years ago, but as she's such a a businesswoman, and she's so savvy with her businesses. It's odd to me that she doesn't like have a di- a different brand name, like for certain things, because I think like if you're doing skinny girl, like the jean line not everybody is a skinny girl or identifies as that. But I feel like that's part of her. I feel like with Bethany, she actually wants to be kind of a jerk. Like, I think that she gets off on being like, yeah, we're skinny. Like, we're the skinny girl. Like, it's like, fat. no fatties welcome. Like, I, th- I feel like she would be first on record to be like, yeah, that's not who the brand is for. And I just want to say, side note, in terms of like selling the brand, if she wanted to do anything with it, she should just sell that brand to Kourtney Kardashian because even though Kourtney's doing, bo- bo- or I mean, not Kourtney, Khloe Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Khloe's denim is like body positivity. Like, I'm. this is fashion for everyone. It's like, actually, we now have this, you know, view of her inner monologue. And in fact, she cares deeply about skinny. So maybe we could do a brand trade. Yeah. yeah that That's just sad. I really actually feel bad for Chloe. <laughs> yeah. So painful. Do you know something that I, this I want to be like, I am not body posy. I would love to be, <laughs> but I'm not. And I'm body negative just in terms of myself. So like maybe I can be the person who brings back like skinny pride, but I have to get skinnier first, but I'm going to put that on my list of like maybes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because I feel like skinny pride. (laughs) I feel like everyone, like we're all beating this body positivity drum. And for most of us, it's just not true. And like, like with Chloe, she's like representing body acceptance and it's like, but you don't, but apparently the thing Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like joking about skinny positivity, but apparently the thing that that's like good is body neutrality. So I need to look that up because it's just, I think I'm pretty, I I would say, I think I'm body neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't have any, like, I've like dated fat guys. I've dated thin guys. I've been fat. I've been thin. I sort of like, yeah, I think I'm body neutral. I don't even really notice. Yeah. Ditto. I'm body neutral and body posy for everyone but myself. That's right, the issue. right. That's just like a Capricorn thing, though. Like it's a yeah. yeah. It must be. Oh, but... look how cute Catherine is. Oh, Catherine. Oh, oh, oh hello. Sorry, got a charge. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So how do you think the Real Housewives style and aesthetic has evolved over the years? Because one of my favorite things is when you see the glow up of a season one housewife to their second season. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that happens with everyone. What are your thoughts on that, on just the evolution? I think it's actually really fascinating to see how much it's changed like over the years because I've been like a day one housewife like I watched OC when it first aired and Vicky had her original face (laughs) what year did it actually start oh you're gonna quote me I don't know (laughs) I'm just I'll google it yeah I just I'm because I haven't been an OG so I'm trying to put it into context of like even in my mind like how the fashion culturally was 2006 oh there you go she got it So I think it's evolved from very generic, like mom, mall fashion, like where it's very fast fashion Mm -hmm. into something where you're expected to be covered in designer. Um, And in a lot of ways, I think that's kind of sad that there is like, I don't even know how to word it. Like, it's just like this machine that keeps going and going and going. And you're truly not being unique to yourself. You're just following a pattern of what you've seen. And so many of them declare bankruptcy or like get charged with tax evasion. It's like, put a little less pressure on yourselves, girl. Exactly. <laughs> Just dress, dress for your, your bank account. Dress for your bank account. Well, I think that is like one of the issues of the show though, which is that like the, the you know, the show's promise is that we're going to show you the real lives of these super wealthy, you know, people in these towns or whatever. And it's like, yeah, then the pressure to be, because kind of what you said, I think is really real that like, even though, you know, my parents used to always say, because I'm a a spender, like I'll just spend whatever I have. And my parents would be like, you know, people that have money, the reason they have money is because they don't spend their money. They keep their money. And I would be like, what? You know, like I I would rather just appear to be wealthy and, and be overdraft, you know, like, so to me, it's like, I don't know, but I get where like fake fashion does come into play because there is that pressure to be like, well, I'm cast as this rich person and now I better look rich like that's really why they're being cast so I can mm-hmm. see where, there's, where there's insecurity there yeah 100 percent. and and it's changed so much like for example with Beverly Hills like if you really look at old Beverly Hills th- they're just normal like mm-hmm. yeah Kyle's carrying around a Birkin but Kyle Richards has had money since she was a child like right. that's expected but they for the most part, look normal. And it wasn't until Erica, in my opinion, joined the cast that all those ladies stepped it up and started being label whores about it and like really flaunting because it was a competition at that point. And I feel like that just trickled on down to the other cities or or other franchises. And now it's just like this, like no brainer thing. Like if you're going to be a housewife, you have to be doing X, Y, and Z and, and wearing X, Y, and Z you can't just be an individual anymore, which is kind of sad in my yeah. opinion. Like old, like season one, Lisa Vanderpump really just dressed like like a wealthy suburban mom. Like she really mm-hmm. was a little dowdy, like rich, but dowdy. So yeah, it's crazy to see how that's changed. Um, what yes, are- her old satin dresses. <laughs> yes. What are your thoughts on Brooks Marks label? Oh God, Brooks Marks. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I agree with Jen, I, I agree with Jen Shaw. You can't call it a collection with just one outfit. Only one look. <laughs> one outfit. That was one track suit. Right. 
I don't know why we're calling it a fashion line. I'm like, that's a tracksuit baby. And it's one. His name on it. That's literally it. It's just his name. <laughs> but you know what? I'm like, to each their own. I mean, I've had my issue with Brooks. Um, not so much with his fashion, just with his personality. <laughs> I just felt like it was very forced on the viewer to like endure. And I think I'm like, well, your mom got hired. We're not hiring you, girl. Right. But, but I'm I, like, I liked from like, again, Jewish mother perspective. She was one of the Jews on the show. Like I, if I, Sarah I, is constantly talking about Jewish supremacy in relation to. Can't real- help it. I can't. That's <laughs> like the, no, that's like the effect, post Holocaust. We're all just like stick up for us, and it's like no one's talking about the Jews. But I, <laughs> I do think we are a different. We are the other white people, and there's. <laughs> I do bring diversity to this podcast, okay? And I want to say that, like the like Jewish mother culture the minute you get an opportunity to be on television, you're like, and my kids' businesses, like for her to make it about her son is so Jewish mother, I can't. And he got a confessional. Like she must've driven a hard bargain to get him a freaking confessional. Right, that that was like, she's doing it like for her. I could see her being like, this is good for Brooks. Yeah, and he like took a semester off school. It was very clear that he was gonna be insufferable from the beginning too, because just because like from his first minute, on TV, everyone was like, oh my God, Brooks is iconic. And I was like, all right, let's settle down. He's like 12 and <laughs> taking off yeah, school. Yeah, it wasn't about it. Show. Like that's just too thirsty. I also just hate his name. The, like to me, yeah. Brooks Marks, when he was like, it just wells off the tongue. It's just like a perfect name for me. I actually think it's, I actually doesn't, I don't think it has any sort of flair. And I do think it is trying to sound specifically not Jewish. There's no Jewish Brooks. Okay, Brooks is not a Jewish name, but it's mm. like, Brooks Marks I actually don't find I find that to be kind of like like yeah like it's hitting like hitting my like no no it's like just too short too quick too many k's like I I actually don't love it as a name yeah I agree with you controversial yeah you know what and that's on Meredith I'm not not knocking Brooks I'm knocking Mary do you (laughs) yeah I don't know if she I think it's a husband's Jewish I don't know if she's actually Jewish but I'm fine with it either way I think she is I think I mean she has I think she is yeah, because she record in case I was sure, but like I mean, I would believe it. She seems the two of them, the two Jews on the show. I was so happy to have some overt representation. Because you're right, they are the best people on the show. There's Jewish supremacy in Salt Lake City, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> you're the, they, they are the chosen tribe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know who else had terrible season one? Well, not terrible, but funny season one style was Luann because she was really leaning into the Countess thing. She would always be wearing <laughs> twin sets tied around her neck like she's going to the country club like and she looked like she's had that little bob for the longest time it's so funny she cracks me up I love her I love her too she's actually one of my favorites yeah like I have such a soft spot for the countess but yes I totally agree her I I don't know if y'all follow the real bad necklaces yes yes she's the queen of bad necklaces yes she's the queen of yes Luann is like amazing for us loves to just put a chain on a dinner plate and wear it around her neck yes she it's just so amazing and it's just been such quintessential her since day one is to wear just a chunky statement necklace like it doesn't even matter what the occasion is Luann is showing up with a chunky statement necklace yeah <laughs> do you know what was such a good Luann moment do you remember when she told Bethany she was engaged to Tom and she was wearing that all-white suit and she just seemed to be coked out of her mind and she was literally sitting in the restaurant and she was like 
like shaking and she was wearing white from head to toe. I was like, you are dressed like cocaine and like you are. Oh, now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, oh my God, yes. She looked like she was like Michelle Pfeiffer and Scarface. I loved it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love her. So people got really mad at you recently for pointing out, I think the word you <laughs> said was Haley Bieber, Haley Bieber's spatula toes. Love. Oh, spatula feet. It wasn't yes. her fault though. Yeah, but like, it's so funny. funny. Who cares? And people got mad and people were commenting and they were like, why don't you just have some love in your heart? And it's like, <laughs> what do you, how That's do you feel? Fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think about that? Do you think it's like bullying or do you, are you just like, whatever? I'm whatever. I don't think it's bullying. Nobody was being body shamed. I'm like, they're toes. They're toes. Yeah. If you don't like them, don't look. No I one has good toes. Well, it's so stupid. I think people with bad toes, I think we're actually hitting on something deeper within our culture, which is that people do have big time toe sensitivity. So like when I was growing up and I will not say her name because of this sensitivity, I have a friend, <laughs> baby toes are both turned outwards. So like the nail, is, they're just, they're very cute, big feet and not big, but like wide, you know, she's a, she's a sturdy girl. <laughs> but her, I love the sturdy I'm not girl. saying her name because but I mean, yeah, let's not tag her, but but, <laughs> but her baby just are doing like a little, you know, like the, the nail is facing outward and they're just, they're just turned. And I would- Quasimodo little vibe. Very much so. Very Quasimodo toe. So I would always make fun of her for it in like the most, like, I'd be like, let's get those, you know, get those. I, I think I was calling them, um, or no, was it platypus? I think I was calling them platypus. They looked like platypus to me. The kind of like the beak, that like, you the know? Yeah, that right. So I was call. I would be like, get your plat. You know, your plat. They would like sandal season. Get your platypus. Platted. Wait, what is it even called now? Platypus. Platypus, platypus. toe. So I'd be like, get your platypus toe out here. We're gonna party, whatever. And she'd be like, <laughs> and she confronted me, and she said, you know, it really. I'm really insecure about my, you know, flat outturned baby toes, and. I don't think it's funny and I don't want you to draw any more attention to it. And it makes me not want to wear flip-flops. And like, I'm really, I think at one point she settled on Birkenstocks because it does kind of cover that baby toe area with that first strap. But it was oh like a God. thing. I had to apologize to someone for bullying them when we were like in high school as friends. So I do think that the people that, that responded to you in, in a way that was maybe in, in our minds a little bit silly. I mean, spatula toes isn't really like a knock against a person's attractiveness, right? But <laughs> I do think that people felt that and you know everybody that you want to everybody that messaged you you need to know that they have toe insecurity well I acknowledge your y'all's toes insecurity I'm sorry I didn't make Hilly Bieber wear them she wore the shoes she chose she posted she should have reviewed it wasn't like it was just a regular picture of her feet it was because the shoes were too small for her and her toes were clinging it was like little Klingons off the sides like it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't like just oh those are her feet that's mean it was like she made a choice and then how many people does she probably show her pictures to before they go up and nobody saw the spatula toes exactly this is like a reverse Khloe Kardashian situation where it's like why didn't anyone say don't put that up like everyone okayed it yeah or like make a joke about it, reference it in the caption, be like, huh, my toes wanted to come out and say hi, you know? <laughs> a few years ago, they also got busted for that. Was it Katie Holmes? Someone was wearing, either Kim K or Katie Holmes, maybe someone was wearing heels that like ended up crunching their front toes and I'll, I'll find it. But like, I remember there was some, there was some toe scandal where I think it was Katie Holmes. She was just 
completely railed for having like kind of but see i don't know if they were deformed toes as much as it's a similar situation here where like the shoes didn't quite fit malfunction it was just a shoe a bad shoe it's fine i'm pretty sure that's who i'm thinking of let me just see yeah it is funny because it's like if you can make fun of one body part like it should be toes because they're disgusting no matter what like no one has good toes Right. Like we can all be like, yeah, toes are fucking weird. Like, why do we have these? They're weird. And like, that was a storyline on real on a uh, Jersey shore. Remember when Ron makes fun of Sammy's toe and yes. he's like, Oh yeah, get over oh here. God, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and she freaks out and she's like, that's like serious issues. So funny. Stop Ron. Yeah. Ron, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I feel like, so it's really funny how, it's not funny. It's annoying how people have these shifting goalposts for what we're allowed to say about people. Like you're not allowed to say that someone's toes are hanging off the side of their shoe, even though it's hilarious, but like you are allowed to like talk about how much you hate Demi Lovato now. Like that is like a big acceptable thing. And like, I'm not even a Demi Lovato stan. I think that whole Froyo thing was out of control, stupid, but I just made this TikTok saying like, Oh, weren't we like we were so nice a couple months ago after the Britney documentary and like that was so cool but anyway like what a moron Demi Lovato is right and all these people are commenting and they're like it's different we're allowed to be mean to Demi and I'm like no like are we gonna be pitchfork mob or are we gonna be nice like we we just can't choose based on who we like that day I have to be honest I started to make some mock-up designs for sweatshirts for to quote some of the Demi Lovato uh, rant from the day, right? Her apology and also just the initial complaint that she was having trouble, having an extremely hard time buying Froyo. And <laughs> then I, but I have to tell you, like, as I was going to be our merch, Ben, we're making it. We're making merch. Like, oh I'm a bad designer. I'll send you, I, I made like 12 and they're all heinous. So like, I'm actually not the person I'm wearing only black and like my hair, you know, so you guys can do the look, but I, when as I was making them, I found myself feeling really sort of sad because I was like, well, because it's like what, maybe I was just getting, maybe, maybe it was the edible. I don't know. But I was, I was, I was just feeling into like that, that moment where she's like, I'm having a lot of trouble buying Froyo. There was this part of me that was like, this is a super triggered moment of someone who really does, like, she really does have an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and she does suffer with body dysmorphia in whatever way and I was making and I was like okay we can do merch but like we have to give some of the profit to like an eating disorder like clinic or something because I was like we are just me because I, I think I'm gonna make big bucks on this sweatshirt okay but it's like I, am I gonna just profit off of somebody genuinely just having a meltdown because they their body issues are triggered like I do feel a little bad about it right well the thing that I am saying is like okay I laughed at like almost everything she said over the past week it was funny I'm sorry it's objectively funny to say I'm having an extremely hard time ordering froyo like but then (laughs) to then take that I keep repeating it it's so it's the best I really feel that it's going to be a killer sweatshirt. Like I yeah. think one of the fun, cause it defines everything. If that's like your mood for the day too, it's everything, right? If I, yeah. if I could put that shirt on and it, you know, I have the shirts that are like, I hate you or like, don't mess with me today. And I'll be like, I'm wearing this. I have my period. Like, you know, I feel like that is a sassy shirt to say, like having, having a weird one. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I don't want to profit off of 
you know, her pain, but I will. I know. I think what but I, I will. Should- I think the best case scenario is just like, if we can all laugh together, like if we can laugh at having an extremely hard time ordering Froyo, I think Demi, right. I think a few years from now, Demi's going to laugh at that too. She's going to be like, really? I was having an extremely hard time ordering Froyo. Like Haley, if she saw your spatula feet thing, she'd probably like, well, I'm still married to Justin Bieber and worth a gazillion dollars that I didn't earn. So like, I'm good. You know, This this is an idea though. Like like, how about a sweatshirt that says, I love my spatula toes. We send that to Haley. A sweatshirt that says, I'm having an extremely hard time ordering for you. We send that to Demi. That's actually how this podcast blows up. We're actually making people like take a look at their trauma and laugh at it in the way that it was like publicly shared. And like then they can actually just like wear it and own it and make light of it like all the rest of us are doing behind I think this is how we end up on the next Framing Britney Spears is by doing that. Which is going to have like good press. I know there's so many new ones coming out. It's like, can we leave her alone, please? I know, I'm like, she wants to be left alone, leave her alone. Poor baby. Poor baby. Oh, it's such a bummer. But no, imagine Hailey Bieber coming out, like being like the next Chrissy Teigen coming out with like kitchenware for Target, like just a line of spatulas. And it's toes. If you just leave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's toes. And it's It's toes. Oh, shit. Wow. (laughs) But I love that. I love that for the I love that idea. What that is so subversive, Molly, to have toes on the stove. I think <laughs> toes on the stove. Oh, it'll be the new elf on the shelf. Oh my god, the new no toes on the stove is the new summer trend. It is yeah, to answer elf on the shelf. Well, that's genius. I love this for us. And I think everyone is gonna thank us because it's gonna be deeply healing for society. While we're on Spears and not making fun of her, though, I just am curious, only because we did touch on that. I just the big reveal, red. I'm still very confused by it. What's going on with that? I'm wearing red. I'm like, I have no idea what Brittany meant by it. Her it was like There was a big buildup too, because it was like coming soon, coming soon. Look out for, look out for. And then it was, here it is. She's finally here. Red. And that was it. And then I a just, red fridge. I just the fridge. Brittany's Instagram is not for us to understand as mere mortals. Someday it'll be like, like somebody get an NFT going for Britney Spears Instagram because it really, someday it'll be like pop art, you know, like she's maybe like like the war hole of, she's like, I'll be as basic as possible. And that Mm -hmm. will speak to the people. Or it'll become like our generation's Rosetta Stone, where like in order to <laughs> translate anything, it has to go be filtered through Britney Spears' Instagram. I learned a new word today, which is sort of like uh, kind of related to this. It's called chugi. Have you heard this word? C-H-U-G-Y. Let me look up the definition. I hate the word. It's Can you take a guess about what chugi means? Like why don't you guess? Okay, chugi. Um... I think chuggy. Molly, can you say it in a sentence that doesn't give it away, and then we'll guess, and then we can re- then we can do it. All the chuggy girls I know are obsessed with charcuterie right now. Okay, so like basic. Okay, basic chuggy girls, right? Okay, so I think it's like um, a little bit chubby. No, it's not chubby. Well, I'm just guessing. You know, we we're just guessing. So, what does chuggy mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to shame this your is Molly, That's Molly's body. She was like, don't even say to be on this pod. <laughs> They're going to find out I'm body <laughs> negative. Not a no. pod. Okay, so chuggy means it's a term newly circulating on TikTok that refers to someone who peaked in middle or high school and hasn't kept up with relevant trends since. 
Ah. So this one I saw, the examples she gave were Boss Babe, graphic t-shirts with sayings like, but first coffee, the Gucci belt, Uggs, which I disagree with because I think Uggs are coming back in. And like, even if it's ironic, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm home next week in Jersey and I'm going to be wearing Uggs to the bar. They're actually just, they're actually functional. Yeah, I just love them. Aztec leggings, bubble necklaces, Luann. Like it's things that like, so it's another, it's another sub genre of basic, I guess. It's people who just haven't updated their look since middle or high school. Gotcha. They sound, so like retired scene kids. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I feel that I like, like, I think the last time I was at a club, I think the last time I went to Marquee, I was like a senior in high school. Like, I, I feel like in terms of my fashion and like going out tops and like what I do feel like I sort of peaked there. And, and I, I mean, I still wear a fanny pack and I never stopped. <laughs> That's different because fanny packs weren't, fanny packs were in. they actually were never in, but now they're in. So in a way I kind of just like started that trend. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think Chugi is like going out tops, which I miss so bad. Like, remember like, you would like, go out it would show your boobs and your like decolletage so you could eat as much as you wanted and get so bloated and no one would know because it was so flowy. And now it's like people are just wearing bras with high-waisted jeans and I'm like, how are we doing this? So the going out- So these cheeky tops are like sky top, like sky tops, like the old OC used to wear kind of thing. Yeah. Idea? Okay. Like princess cut sort of like, so there would be like a thing, there would be like, yeah, right. Like some kind of a bra that lift them. And then just- cleavage cleavage and then like right something kind of sexy right here so that this area was highlighted and then the rest would just like kind of fall down your it it was kind of caftan vibes but with a sexy top but like it was the same bodice as a caftan gotcha never do a squat in your life you just whatever your butt was your butt was (laughs) go out hide your body and then binge eat and still feel sexy in all the pictures the best time in my life so let's switch, I mean, we already have, to fashion in general. What do you think are going to be the biggest trends as we all exit lockdown? Well, I think you already covered one with Uggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, think Uggs are back. Yes, and Juicy Couture. Did you see that uh, Juicy Couture just did like a thing with Forever 21? No, but that is such good news for me. Why I was like, wow. That's chuggy, bro, that's Chuggy. Y'all. That is Chuggy. Chuggy, yes. I'm going to start, I'm going to steal that from you now. Well, Cheesy. I stole it from TikTok, so it's public. It's public, okay. baby. I mean, I We're think her sweatshirt keys. falls into the category of butt first coffee. It's just an update. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, like, I think a lot of trends are going to be like what we're wearing now in quarantine. I think a, a lot of loungewear, yes. sweatpants, comfort, oversized. I think that's all going to come back in fold. I think like the days of wearing things that look like they're airbrushed on your tits is gone. <laughs> Well, unless it's like a, a nighttime into day. Like, I think yes. the whole thing is going to be things that you can wear out that are also a nightgown. <laughs> you know, yes. like, yeah. like doing ones. Yeah, it's, it'll be like, you know, nap dresses and, you know, right. Juicy Couture making a comeback is so aptly timed because what were they doing? Fashion sweatpants, fashion sweats. Like, yeah. that's where it's like, I don't think Kim K is going to change her brand that much because even though it is basics and nudes, everyone is going to be in just basics and nudes and sort of like streetwear leisure wear it's also 
I think we're going to stay super functional too, because I think we are going to be going still in and out of lockdowns because of variations and stuff. So like you, like I was saying before, like I've been cold for three days straight now because I've been like socializing outside. So I think it's just going to be like, I I wore the cutest outfit out yesterday and I had to come home and change because I was too cold. So I had to wear the ugly, like green J crew parka. It's just, it sucks. Like, I just want to be like studio 54. That's what I wanted you to say, Ben. And I'm like, I know you're right. It's not true. It's not happening yet. I have a question for Molly. I'm sorry if this is off topic here, but like, does London ever get warm? Yeah. It's really funny how it's, there's this stereotype that, uh, the weather here is terrible because it's so yeah. much more mild than New York. Like New York is such yeah. worse weather. Like the Northeast of the U S is like, you know, blizzards in the winter and like balls hot in the summer. Whereas in London in the whole South of England, it really doesn't even rain that much when it does rain. It's like a little drizzle. It's not like the torrential downpour that you get in New York, like pretty frequently in the spring. Um, and it does get hot enough to have like a good time in the summer you know, and, but it's just never blizzards. So it's just like a more chilled out version of New York, but they love to talk about how bad the weather is. It's like, so funny. They're like, well, in the U S it's always nice. And I'm like, can you look at a map? Like there's so much, there's so many, there's also no U S weather. We don't even have the same time zones. Like we're clearly weather. They have no idea. And they're like, oh, Americans don't know where Belgium is. You're stupid. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys think we're literally just California. Like, you're also Mm -hmm. stupid. We're all just, can we just agree that we're we're all stupid stupid too? And that's so funny because I actually visited London not that long ago before quarantine. And they all thought Texas, we're cowboys and Indians. Like, (laughs) I met this one girl at a bar and she was like straight up telling me like, oh my God, I'm so jealous you're from Texas. You you have ranches and I can ride my horse and stuff. I'm like, girl, I've never even set foot on a horse, let alone a ranch. Sorry to yeah. burst your bubble. <laughs> I, I sort of feel like that's a very, that's like prime UK though, because I mean, look, this is a country that still has a functional palace and monarchy, which is about as old school as like white government gets. So I feel like they're just holding on to like original, you know, like, Texas was Cowboys and Indians. They still want that because they're mm-hmm. oh, Buckingham Palace. You must still have rodeos down in Texas. Like, you know, I feel like there's like yeah. a, they're just trying to hold on to not evolving out of new culture. So they're not going to see it in anybody else. Also, our media makes America look freaking amazing. Like America looks like a blast. If all you've seen is like dirty dancing and you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, wow, everyone's happy. And everyone is happier because they're not like, passive aggressive and socially awkward but well, yeah. we, have the good drugs. we have the good drugs then we have the good drugs oh my god you don't even have xanax here but now we're oh. going really off topic on the topic of like fun clothes i feel like as we were riding into lockdown like gucci was still the reigning supreme uh you know big de facto top house in fashion mm-hmm. um what do you think, Ben? Do you think we're going to see a shift? Do you think, because it seems also like the maximalism 70s vibe that Gucci was pioneering has filtered down. It has done the cerulean thing. Yes. So what do and, you think is next? Well, I think it's so funny that you mentioned the trickling on down in Gucci because I was, I literally just posted a story about this that I was seeing on TikTok. There's like this trend now where people are going to TJ Maxx and TJ Maxx is selling like Gucci purses and YSL now. What? Yes, it's crazy. I and actually I'm know all about this because 
I buy all my clothes. Well, not all of them, but I am a big time maximista. You're a maximista. I'm a Marshalls girl more than anything, but I noticed that they Mm -hmm. had all these locked up purses and I asked, I was like, what's going on with this? Are these like for sale? Are they real? Are they fake? And they are real and they are being offered at a discounted rate. Now it's still pretty expensive. And I'm sort of like, I would rather like, it's like, you shouldn't be spending $300 on anything at Marshall's. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not, yeah. I don't love it, I, you know, and I don't totally trust it, you know, but I have seen them. I've in in Marshall's and TJ Maxx, there are designer locked up goods. Yes. Yeah. Gucci is having like it's Michael Kors oversaturation moment. Like yes. you watch the Chugi TikToks, they all say Gucci is like millennial washed up loser thing. So what designer do you think is gonna be next? I think Louis Vuitton is having a little bit of a renaissance. I think that they are one of those brands that really, really pays attention, not just to celebrity, but they pay attention to social media. They pay attention to what people are wearing in the streets and they adapt. And I think that's what a lot of these bigger houses like Gucci, for example, have a problem with is there is an oversaturation of it because there's such a high demand because it's so popular to get a Gucci marmot bag or a a Gucci belt. Mm-hmm. But once you make so much of it, it's going to just t- start trickling on down. And now it's at TJ Maxx. Um, and I think a lot of the, the bigger fashion houses, honestly, I feel like it's all dying. I like, know. As, I feel like it is a little bit. It's not what it used to be, in my opinion, just because n- now the generation, now today's generation is so, so much in- inspired by vintage and sustainability that I don't think that they're really looking at Gucci or Chanel or things like that anymore. They're looking at how can I help the environment? How can I help? How can I get something in my price level? How can I get something unique that I know nobody else is going to get? And as expensive and as cool as some of the name brand stuff is and the, the bigger luxury brands is, everybody else is going to have it. Gucci's going to make the same bag multiple times. You're not going to be the only girl with, the the Gucci bag. Yeah. It's crazy how Chanel has been irrelevant for so long now. Mm. Like the last time Chanel was buzzy was like the early two thousands and like Karl Lagerfeld's death obviously made it even worse. Like they just kind of slotted someone else into the creative director role. My big dream is that like Virgil Abloh will be the next uh, creative director of Chanel. I feel like he could maybe lead like a Chanel resurgence, but I think the other reason why people are going to be turning away from a lot of the bigger houses is because they've been taking cues from streetwear for so long and mm-hmm. just borrowing from like black American culture a lot of the time. And I don't think that's going to fly with younger consumers because they understand like about cultural appropriation and everything. And like, they're not going to be like, Oh, let me pay for this when I could just go like straight to the source and go to like off white, you know what I mean? And like the person with like the last bastion of cool fashion cred, I feel like was Alexander Wang. And then he got me too. So yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could make a prediction, I would say that the diva behavior merch is about to blow up. Yeah, I think so too. If we don't get sued by Demi Lovato. We'll we'll give a little bit to charity and then we're helping Okay. Yeah, we can, we can do it. We can do it. What do you think? I think what we're going to see, like there's going to be a cultural reset at the American themed Met Galas that are coming up. They're having two Met Galas. One of them is like American production and the other one is American something else. I forget what the nuance between them are. 
what do you think is going to be, uh, what, what do you think about this theme, first of all? Well, in the words of RuPaul, meh. Really? I, yeah, it's like a meh to me. I feel like the Met Gala, I think one of the last Met Galas that I got super excited about was maybe like the Punisher Couture. I feel like Heaven, Heavenly Bodies was amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I loved that, how spaced out it was and it was so interactive. I just feel like every time we see a Met Gala now, especially with the last one with Cam, all these celebrities are missing the assignment. Like yeah. Tom Brady, for example, his idea of Cam is to wear a velvet, of what, a burgundy velvet blazer. Like what, what are you doing, girl? Yeah. Like camp, when I, I saw the, I went, I saw it actually like in the, I went to the exhibit um, afterwards and they, they showcased a lot of the fashion and it was basically just like, it was like celebrity men dressing a little bit effeminate. Like that was like the yeah. whole thing. Of camp. It was like a little <laughs> bit gay for the straight guys. And you like that, like pink. Woo! Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> Remember when Zayn Malik for the Manus Ex Machina one wore that robot arm? That was the funniest thing ever. Oh, and then he couldn't move it. <laughs> yeah, and he was just walking around like, he and he just like, stiff. yeah. Oh my god, he looked so embarrassed and sad. I, I feel think- like American. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I love the American fashion one because I want to, but I want to see people have fun with it and be like tacky. Like I want to see tacky American. Yes, and just- that's what I need. Yeah, like there's two ways to go about it. And I think the coolest thing and what we're going to see from the people who are truly in the know is references to the Battle of Versailles, which was like that big competition in France in the 70s when all Mm -hmm. the American designers and all the French designers like literally went to Versailles and battled it out with like a drag race-esque, you know, fashion performances. And I think the really cool girls are going to do a reference to that and it's going to be amazing. There's there's probably going to be like some really good like 70s Studio 54 references. And then I just want the rest to be like Daisy Dukes and Juicy Couture. Yes, I ma'am. Feel like, I hope that we don't see, I feel like on the heels of this bachelorette, you know, or bachelor upset where she was wearing that, confederate dress i feel like we have to make a statement if anyone doesn't know let's also not dress for the confederate ball yeah, like let's, let's not do post slavery america okay like i just feel like that when i think of american culture it's such a young country and slavery was such a huge part of the aesthetic for so long that oh, it's yeah. like i just feel like we're it's actually sort of a limited american culture or like we can't we don't have that much to choose from because there was such a class issue in America for the majority of it that like, I, I really don't want to harken back to the, you know, I just, Someone, I think we should have like, no, but no, what are they called? Those dresses, the, the debutante dresses or whatever, the. That's what I was going to say. Someone's going to show up in Scarlett O'Hara cosplay no, and be like, no. what? It's beautiful. It'll probably be Blake Lively. She of the plantation wedding. She'll be like, 100%. yeah, this is my vibe. hundred percent. Yes. On the money. Do better. Someone's going to show up in head to toe white and get compared to like a KKK outfit. Like the, the, the ways that this could all go wrong there, it's going to be really entertaining. It would be funny to like, it actually is a funny idea though. Like I want like Sasha Baron Cohen or something yet to go in like a KKK just to go in. So that would be just so funny to like prank them. Like, well, this is in America. This is like one of the most underground fashions, you know, that still remains. Like, I just feel like you could really like mess with people. I I don't think it's a good idea. I think we should not, obviously not. We are anti-racist, but just in terms of like a gag, I do think it'd be fun to mess with people. Sasha Baron Cohen could pull off something like that. Yeah. 
but I am hopeful. I mean, I'm just trying to like put my expectations low. So I'm not disappointed because <laughs> yeah. I feel like anytime I, I hear about the Met Gala and I hear the theme, I get so excited. I start researching. I'm that, I'm that girl, <laughs> but I do, I do want like the Holston of it all. Like I, but yes. yes, like I need it. And I'm so excited for the new show with Ryan Murphy. I hope it doesn't suck, but yeah, like I need, I need that. I need that. I need some campiness. I need some over the topness. I want like Paris Wilson and Nicole Richie in the Simple Life exhibit. Yes, yeah. I want I Mary. Want, like, the girls from Salt next Lake door. City. Mary from Salt Lake City needs to be there. She would have been the camp one. She is camp. Oh my god, she is camp. Yeah, the housewives in general need to be an exhibit at this Met Gala because oh my god, can you imagine? I just am so leery. I just hope it's not like room after room of like Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that would or be Tom Ford. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. but I have a, like that's my my thing. I'm like I have a feeling like a lot of these people are going to show up just wearing something so basic, so basic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love like any reference to Tom Ford and his like sleazy Gucci era. That would be really fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, they're probably going to just go like full classy tom ford which is not as yeah yeah what would you wear to the american themed met gala i would personally want to wear something not by a big designer like a tom ford or jeremy scott because i feel like everybody and their mother is going to be doing the same thing (laughs) yeah i would want to support somebody who i believe in a smaller company somebody who's maybe poc or queer um because I think like a lot of those designers don't get enough credit or even a woman designer there's so few and it's so crazy to me because women are the ones buying all the fashion mm-hmm. I mean it's great that men are as well and I'm not trying to be sexist or anything but at the end of the day fashion is a women's industry and it's so sad to me that there's not a lot of representation there so mm-hmm. I would personally want to support somebody who is a woman who's POC or queer um, I like like Benito Sanchez or Benito Santos or uh, Raul Lopez would be fun. Uh, something gender bending, maybe. I don't like something colorful. I love color. I feel like a lot of people are just going to stick to how you were saying, like the very classic old Hollywood of it all. And I'm like, if I wanted that, I'll watch the Oscars tonight. Like, whatever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of like Oscar de la Renta referencing, which is just going to be so boring because it's like there is like a segment of American design that's just kind of like trying to do great European design. And it's just like, let's not do that. It's not as fun. Yeah, I just feel like be yourself, be unique, be I think what attracts me to to designers, because I'm really not into like the label itself. It's more the designer. I think a lot of them are inspired by their culture and their surroundings. And that's something that I respond to more so than just something, ooh, that's Tom Ford. Ooh, (laughs) let let me put it on my back. Yeah, totally. I hope Jeremy- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What'd you say? No, you go. I'm just going to go. I would, what I would wear and nobody asked, but I think I would just go like full Ellis Island. Like, I think I would go like tenement (laughs) home, like tenement in New York in the immigrant look. I would make it chic. I would wear, you know, I would make it sexy, but I feel like I would go like just moved here. Yeah, it's just like a tied up Hermes scarf on your head. Yes, yeah, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Brand new last name. They chopped the last three syllables off your last name. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually tonight I'm Sarah Arm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. 
write my name down in the book. Yeah. I would wear uh, Carrie Bradshaw's Dior newsprint dress. Even oh my though- God, yeah even though it's Dior. I just feel like I would want to go full tacky. I would be tacky, tacky, tacky. Like I would be like maybe Jeremy Scott. I can't wait to see who he dresses. I hope he dresses Gigi, like, because I know they have a good she relationship. And I also have two more tragic, uh, predictions there's going to be a lot of head-to-toe denim which is going to just not look good at all like there's going to be someone in a full denim ball gown because they're going to be like denim like that I could see Blake Lively doing that as well and I think there's going to be some unfortunate military inspired looks like just fully celebrating the military industrial complex with a nod to like 1940s nostalgia but it's just like no we're not doing this anymore I could tell I could totally see Madonna doing that whole military inspired look because yeah. she's done it so often yeah. i know she doesn't like to repeat but she's like what she does grab. <laughs> i'm such it. i'm such a sucker for madonna like oh my god i know she's so problematic now at this point but i'm just waiting for her to go back to normal <laughs> like, Me too. well she's trying to go back to normal she's getting older every day and expiring before our eyes and does seem to be trying to go look i'm normal but i think that's part of the issue that like she just isn't aging in front of us or she's trying not to and it's like something looks better face wise in the last few yeah things that she's put on her spaghetti out her spaghetti posts (laughs) yeah her boyfriend's like 25 or something i mean she is goals i guess in terms of like what's possible for your 80s or however old she is but how old is she get it girl (laughs) get it i love her daughter too lourdes she's really cool i feel like she'll probably be invited okay what do we think about like I'm feeling really sad thinking about Kim and Kanye going separate. Like, are they both going to show up? Like, right. isn't it really- I mean, Kanye like, is I- not going to go. I, don't I think so highly doubt yeah. he would go. I'm. What real- I mean, with Kim, I'm kind of scared what she's going to wear because her like she's so gorgeous. But when she goes to the red carpet for the Met Gala in particular, it's always kind of a fail to me. Except hey, last I year, I did. Water I did like her I camp water. I loved the water look, yeah. yeah and I loved the, the gold, the bodice, the the, the Jesus bodice oh, I love. Yeah, the Versace, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I want to wear that at my wedding. I love it so much. <laughs> I loved the Catholic year. That was just like, I was I like, I knew there was a reason why I'm going to get married in a church. And it's because our aesthetic slaps. And, you know, I'll do the <laughs> church wedding and then I'll be out for life. But, like, I do want to keep the churches in business just for the look, you know. Just for I mean? the look. Yeah. SZA, though, won the whole Met Gala that year for me. She looked yeah. like a literal angel. Yeah, she's incredible. I just want to see stuff from her all the time. She's so gorgeous. I could just, like, look at her all day. Well, yeah, thank me you. too. Thank you so much, Ben. We've taken up so much of your time. <laughs> I, mean, I do have no. one question, though. Can I ask one more question? I'm so sorry. Ask me all the questions. I'm what do we over. think about... What do we think you can... What, what are we going to expect from this... Kanye I just I'm in a Kanye mood Kanye gap collaboration oh yeah basics basics and more basics I do think he could save the gap do you yeah because the gap is all basics and actually it's good quality and but it isn't cool like gap seems to be specifically hung up on like like very mom fits and like sort of it's almost like anti-fashion at this point but I want his normcore era to end though 
Yeah, but I think the best case scenario for Normcore is like do it for the Gap. Like, yeah, it should end on in the high fashion world, but Gap's actually like a good match for him because they're doing Normcore wrong, and we do ultimately need basics. I I anticipate it being very popular, just given his platform and who he is. I feel like just because you're Kanye West, people are going to go buy your shit. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the brand itself, I feel like the gap is dying, unfortunately. I think uh, it, I, I think that this could be a, a a big push though, because it's like I don't know. It, it's super slim. Me, it's Kanye. It's the Kanye. thing. The gap's bread and butter is like suburbia. You know, like it's not really like the like. The Kanye thing, yeah, they'll get all the hype beasts, but there's not enough hype beasts in the world to float an entire label that has that much overhead. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like it's going to sustain them for a while, but I think it's just going to fade out until they get, like, maybe another collaboration or a bigger person, if that's even possible, because they shoved, I don't even know how much money in that man's pockets. I know, it's really crazy. Ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, how is it different from his Adidas line? I don't get how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I Maybe I, I will actually think it's like a price point thing. Oh, yeah, for yeah, For him, yeah. it's more accessible. It's like putting him in actual people's closets. So true. I always forget how much the Adidas stuff costs because so like crazy. whenever I see it, I'm just like, oh, it must be $5. It's a body stocking. But So thank you, Ben, so much for coming on to Diva Behavior and talking all about Real Housewives fashions, bad fashion, good fashion, all the fashion. It was so great to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. It was nice meeting y'all. Thank you. And you got to come to the Moon on Tuesday. Molly and I will both be performing on Zoom and uh, we would love to have you. And um I get, I'm curious. I'm sorry, Molly. You're going to kill me. What is your dream job, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My dream job. Yeah. My dream job, I know it's going to sound really boring, but I would love to be a curator in a museum. I'm such a geek. It's not even funny, but yeah, that's my dream job. Okay. Well, we're manifesting this. You could be- that's why I asked. A curator of a Real Housewives museum. I'm not even kidding. That's going to need to exist one day. Or at least start with exhibits. Start to put together like what the actual looks would be because once museums are back, we are going to want at least, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's interested in history as much as they're interested in the current culture anymore. Like we're going to want an, a, a Real Housewives exhibit like in every city for them. I'm a bravo call me, bravo call me. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> and there was that that museum in New York a few years ago. These two roommates put together a Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding museum oh exhibit in the hallway. Oh my God. Yeah, you I could remember do a pop that. up. You could start start with like a pop-up of like Real Housewives curated exhibit and take it around the country. I know. I need to get in these ladies' DMs more often. Oh my God, 100%. Okay, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, just you can follow me on Instagram at The Real Bad Fashions and just follow my nonsense there. So awesome. We love it. It's such a good follow. Everybody follow him. Thank you so much, Ben. Some people think Diva's a diva to you. Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Diva Behavior, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.